0: Hey, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome to the Evolve Wellness Experience, episode number one. I'm Dr. Bill Jensen, and I'm with Premier Wellness Centers. Thank you for watching today and or listening. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the show again. Again, I'm Dr. Bill Jensen with Premier Wellness Centers. Uh, this is our very first episode of what we would like to call the Evolve Wellness Experience. Uh, we got a great show for you here today. It's very appropriate for what's going on in the world right now. Uh, right now, at the time of this recording, I think we're in day uh, 267, it seems like, of quarantine and lockdown right now, with businesses being... Uh, Lockdown doors are shut, people are stuck inside. Uh, There's a pandemic going on, people are are scared, some people are terrified. There's a massive divide um, in the nation right now and in the world right now. Uh, So, what we're here today is not to talk about politics, not to talk about any of that type of stuff, because I think that's really getting to be the center of the conversation right now. But we're here to talk about a couple different things. Number one, how did we get to where we're at right now? Number two, what do we need to be doing in order to help ourselves bolster our immune system, uh, get us our bodies in a position to be healthy and, and optim, uh, optimal function? And third, you know, the future. What does the future look like? You know, what what are some of the ramifications of not doing these things, and how it's going to affect us, our children, and, and the generations to come? So um, at the end of the day, hopefully you pick up a couple different things. Uh, all the stuff that we're going to be talking about on this show is going to be based upon the latest research. Um, and not to say that that research doesn't get debunked sometimes and new and different information doesn't come along down the road that might be new or different. Now, we see that happen all the time as it becomes to diet and exercise and health um, and medicine in general. But uh, rest assured, you know, everything that we're going to speak about today is as it is right now. And if you can pick up again a couple different things in order to help you and your family be healthier and be um, better human beings in the long run, then, you know, that's what Evolve. Uh, Uh, wellness experience is certainly all about but before we get into today's show uh, which is only going to be about seven hours uh, in length since we have a lot of stuff the producers like all right I'm gonna have to stop now and renegotiate the contract and get a little more money out of this Uh, No, but hopefully in the next 30 minutes or so we're gonna be able to dive in all these different topics um, and educate you about what's going on now uh, but before we do that, we want to talk about today's sponsor, my company, uh, Premier Wellness Centers. Uh, you ever go into a doctor's office and it's not so nice, they're not so friendly, the weights are really long, um, honestly, it kind of looks like a dump, you know, it took a long time to get in there. Yeah, me too. Uh, so when we formed Premier Wellness Centers, we wanted to do things that were different. So... What well, we have a motto at Premier Wellness Centers is: is a world class team providing a world class experience in a world class environment. So, when it comes to your health, and I think that's your greatest asset, those are something that you want to protect. That's something you want to take into your own hands, and that's something that if you're going to trust in somebody, you want to go to a place that's reputable, that's really nice, that's up on the latest technologies, latest research, because you want the best for your care for you and your family. And so that's what we're striving to do. So we offer chiropractic. Massage therapy, physical therapy, acupuncture. We do nutritional uh, advice and recommendations, weight loss programs, red light therapy, which is called photobiomodulation, and also NUCOM, which is some of the stuff we're also going to dive into today that's very, very helpful for immunity and longevity and energy and all the things that you need in order to go through times like we're having right now. So if you want to check us out, you go to www.premierwellnesscenters.com. And you can see all the different services, you can um, check in on some of the most commonly asked questions, see all about the different staff and personnel we have, and uh, see for yourself that obviously we do things different. So on to the podcast. So number one, you know, why right now are we susceptible to disease? Um, It really goes back to the premise of what we started the Evolve Wellness Experience all about is that, you know, the the world is changing. The world is constantly evolving. We as human beings who have been on this earth thousands of years have been constantly evolving as well. But the biggest issue right now is that what we need to understand is that really over the last hundred years or so, the world has massively evolved. Uh, The industrial age kicked in. Technologies are kicking in. um, The world is rapidly evolving and our human bodies actually can't keep up with that evolution because our evolution as human beings and as species in general on the earth take thousands and thousands of years to slowly change over time. So when you have a rapid change in the world and with 100 years or less and growing exponentially day in, day out, and then you have a human body that takes thousands of years to adapt and change to its environment, obviously there's a mismatch there. And so, you know, looking at the top 10 killers and I listed that here today, you know, you got heart disease, you know, 647,000 plus people dying of heart disease every single day. Cancer, nearly 600,000. And, and all, by the way, this is all based upon the latest CDC data uh, that I could pull up online. Um, accidents, unintentional injuries, things that we probably can avoid, really, because that's why they're called accidents. So I won't take that into, into account as much. Uh, respiratory diseases, strokes, Alzheimer's, diabetes, influenza, pneumonia, um, kidney disease, uh, suicide. All right, suicide. Well, why is depression up? Because again, we're growing up in a society that is such a high stress society that our bodies aren't able to cope with it anymore. Hormones are getting off, depression is setting in, and there's a lot of other factors we'll talk about, but, um, and all those things are evident in our society today. But when you look at all those top 10 diseases, those account for 74% of all the deaths currently in the United States. So I didn't really look at the worldwide statistics as much. So, Those are comorbidities. We can see that COVID-19 is affecting those people primarily, probably 90% and greater that have comorbidities. So those things are important, of course. Um, But all the other things that contribute to those comorbidities, the same things that contribute to poor immunity and put us at a high risk category. So some of the things that negatively affect the immune system are such uh, diet, right? Our diets are just absolutely horrendous. Uh, in the United States, uh, high sugar diets, uh, processed foods, pesticides, herbicides, the quantities we eat. You know, portions are just, you know, you go to a restaurant, like, and you, know, you look at the, now that we thankfully have calorie contents on the menus, like, holy man. It was an eye opener when I went uh, out to, to eat one day and I looked and, and I couldn't really find a food on the menu that was much less than 1,000 calories. Uh, you know, and a lot of times, At most, you know, the recommended daily allowance of calorie contents is 2,000. So you're going to go out to eat one time and that meal is 1,000, plus you have a a drink on top of that, and maybe you have dessert on top of that, or maybe you have an appetizer on top of that. That was another 800 to 1,000 calories for the app. Realistically, you can go out to eat one time and you have 2,000 calories plus from one single sitting. So it's no wonder why we're overweight. Um, Toxic Planet. Pesticides, herbicides, soil contents are good, pollutants in the air, water content is not good in the United States as it is anymore, chlorine, heavy metals, all that stuff in there, even our environments, you know, buildings that are they're old have mold in them. So we are constantly exposed to toxins in our environment, and they are building up in our bodies. Even you know, like the hot topic, you know, the controversial topic of vaccines. You know, we're putting heavy metals in our body with vaccines, um, and the schedule is growing more and more and more. And so babies are are super super toxic with all this this vaccine schedule. Antibiotics, uh, we just completely overprescribe antibiotics. Antibiotics are harmful for us. They Damage our DNA, they wreck our immunity. Uh, they damage all of the good gut bacteria, and you know, seventy percent of our immune system is in our gut. Uh, so when we damage that due to repetitive antibiotic schedules, you know, from a young age, and ear infections, and the sicknesses, and half the time, you know, you have like the coronavirus. It's a virus, so people get sick. They have an upper respiratory disease. They're sneezing, they're coughing, they're runny nose, they've fevers. They go to the primary care physician. What do they prescribe? antibiotic, antibiotic, it doesn't even touch a virus. So we're overprescribed. Most ear infections are viral. Prescribing antibiotics for that doesn't work. Uh, so antibiotics are completely overprescribed, and they're very, very harmful on us. Lack of exercise, you know, we've become more and more sedentary. Uh, technology has a lot to do with that. Types of jobs that we have uh, have a lot to do with that. Uh, schedules have a lot to do with that. Um, so lack of exercise is a big, big deal. Stress as we already mentioned, you know, the emotional stresses we go through, the chemical stresses we put our body through, you know, based upon the toxicity of our nature and our environments, um, and emotions, you know, top number 10, suicide, depression, you know, those emotional stressors we go through every single day create release of cortisol, cortisol reduces immunity, and reduced immunity makes us more susceptible to disease. Then we take antibiotics, then it wrecks our immune system, and then we're immunocompromised. Then we have autoimmune disorders, Then we got leaky gut syndrome from the bad diet. You can see how this all really ties in together and creates the perfect storm essentially. Um, Lack of sun exposure. Uh, We are like plants. We are photosensitive. We have uh, sensors in our skin and our eyes. Our brain is photosensitive. Um, It creates circadian rhythms. Uh, Those circadian rhythms are important for hormones, for immunity. Um, So all that stuff is key. And unfortunately, I'm a great example. Uh, I get up bright and early, go hit the gym. By the time I'm getting home, sun's just starting to come up. I'm already in the shower. I'm back to the office. I got maybe 30 seconds of light exposure walking from my car to the office. Now I'm inside from 8 in the morning. I get out of work usually about 7.30, 8 o'clock at night because we put in long hours. Sun's already going down. No more light exposure. So Vitamin D gets diminished as a result of that. The vitamin D is crucial for immune support. And you can see, again, how people working in office jobs under blue light exposure all day long with no good full spectrum lights, uh, not producing vitamin D, decreasing in immune response. And last but not least, poor sleep. Sleep, man. You know, I, I should have put sleep first because sleep foundationally is probably the most important thing that you can possibly do so far as longevity, health, and immunity. And, you know, seven to nine hours, like we'll talk about, is key. I challenge everybody who tracks their sleep patterns to see whether or not they get seven to nine hours. It's, I thought I did till I got an aura ring and an aura ring was tracking my sleep and I noticed, wow, I'm in bed seven to nine hours, but I'm not sleeping seven to nine hours. So, Tracking is key for me and has made, you know, I've been making like a million different adjustments to try to get some good, solid, deep sleep for recovery. Um, so we'll talk about some of those things that you can do to get better sleep at night, bolster your immunity, have better energy and better cognition and less mental fog and all that. And that's key as well. Um, so those are the really the big seven things that are affecting immunity in today's society. All right. This short intermission is brought to you by Premier Wellness Centers. Uh, right now during this epidemic uh, we thought how could we give back and how could we give people an opportunity in order to take a look at some of the things that we're actually discussing today in the podcast and so we have a a special that we're doing right now Uh, so if you call uh, any of the offices or go to our website and actually put in your information we'll contact you but what it involves is this you can come in for a comprehensive history chiropractic orthopedic physical neurological evaluation we do a test called heart rate variability that looks at your body's physiology and whether you're overly stressed or in a calm relaxed state which is better for immunity Uh, we do this full entire workup we take x-rays as is necessary to look at structure and we have you come back on visit number two to review all of this information Um, And based upon your health-related goals and or weaknesses, we put together a customized program for you um, to address these weaknesses and help you move towards better immunity and better longevity and optimal health. Normal cost for all this is $264. And when you call in for now and say that you want the, for lack of a better term, uh, Evolve Wellness Experience Special. Uh, we're going to do that for only $19, which is absolutely crazy, right? <laughs> so normal cost 264 for you right now during this uh, pandemic, $19. A lot of our uh, other services too, we're doing at a reduced cost right now because people um, don't have that flow of funds coming in or, or are unsure uh, on future with monies. So hour-long massages, normally $80, off, $40 for an hour-long massage. Talk about working on that lymphatic drainage for immunity, right? Um, Adjustments, uh, if you're an existing patient, 20% off adjustments, regular $50, now $40. Um, Acupuncture, uh, normally $100 for the workup, $75 for the analysis, which is an hour and a half session with the acupuncturist. Uh, We have all sorts of supplements. We have zinc, we have vitamin D, we have vitamin C. All the supplements you can't find we have them at the office right now. So call the offices 772-879-8700. Uh, visit us online. It's premierwellnesscenters.com. Enter your information, call the office, tell them the Evolve Wellness Experience, and we'll get you all those things for a reduced price. So take advantage of that now. Uh, so let's kind of dive into what we can be doing in order to help those things out so that we can be healthier. Number one, You have to understand that there's a lot of different components to your immune system. Uh, You have different types of immune cells, you know, your white cells, your killer T cells, your lymphocytes, uh, eosinophils, you know, all the stuff. It takes you back to biology back in junior high or maybe your first year of college. Um, But one of the main keys is your lymphatic system. The lymphatic system. Basically, best way I can describe it for you, is kind of like the sewer pipes, like in your body. And so when you have an infection, vir- a viral infection, bacterial infection, and your immune system senses that, does its job, gets in there, kills that, those viruses, those bacteria, your body's got to get rid of them. They're, they're byproducts. They're waste. So the lymphatic system uh, can carry uh, immunity uh, to the area that needs to get to for an infection, or it can get rid of the dead bacteria, the dead viruses, the dead cells, you know, obviously these, these cell, these white blood cells and killer T cells and everything, they die too. Uh, they don't live in your body forever. Uh, so they, you got to excrete them and get rid of them. And so these ducks are a way that you can do that. So if you have poor lymphatic flow in your body due to being sedentary, not having enough water, Um, Just not getting that flow going through those pipes so your body can get rid of it. That can back things up. And like a backed up septic system in your house, that's not a good situation to have. So ways that you can improve in lymphatic flow. Um, A fun way uh, children do it on a regular basis is jumping on a trampoline. Uh, So they do make mini trampolines. So that vibration effect kind of shakes that lymphatic system um, and gets things moving a little bit better. So mini trampoline jumping every single day is a good thing. Uh, They do make something called vibration plates. You can stand on these plates and they vibrate you. You Used to see that probably back in the early films where I think they would put the strap around people and they're like rubbing their belly trying to lose weight. Well, lymphatic flow is really, really good for weight loss. So that's actually the mechanism behind why that was done. But it also very good for your uh, lymph flow and improving immune response and things don't get backed up. Obviously, exercise, you know, if you're exercising, pumping those muscles getting that respiratory rate up a little bit, taking a nice little light jog as you're kind of pounding that pavement a little bit. Those are all things that are going to improve lymphatic flow and uh, get a better immune response. Massages. I think everybody likes to take advantage of massages. I know I do, at least once a week, but at least once a month at minimum. There's lymphatic flow massage, but just even the action of moving those muscles and getting that flow going a little bit with your, uh, with your muscle tissues uh, that's going to help with lymphatic flow as well. So massages are an amazing thing. Uh, supplements. Uh, there's a lot of different supplements that are really good for lymphatic flow. A couple things that you can note, ginger root's good, Astragalus is really, really good. Um, but there's other things that you can do for lymphatic cleanses that get that lymph flow going really, really good. Um, and somebody should do that probably at least on a quarterly basis uh, to make sure their lymphatic system is working optimally. Uh, saunas. Sweating detoxification processes, which will, you know, and a lot of these things will overlap because you'll see how it all works. Like exercise is good for a lot of different things, right? So, um, sweating, going into a sauna on a weekly basis or even daily for about 20 minutes or so and sweating really, really good. Uh, that's a good thing for lymphatic cleanse water. Like if you're like dehydrated and you don't have a lot of good fluid pushing through that lymphatic system, uh, it's going to get backed up. So Drinking a lot of water on a regular basis. The rule of thumb, I always say with water consumption is, you know, take your body weight divided by two and that's an ideal amount of ounces that you should drink every single day. So some people are like, oh my God, like I could never do that. You know, if I, if I did that, I'd be in the bathroom all day long. Well, yeah, in the beginning, you will. But as your body becomes adapted to that water content and your kidneys become used to it, you actually don't. So I drink a ton of water and I maybe go to the bathroom like two to three times during the day in a 12-hour day at the office. So your body does get accustomed to that. So water consumption is huge. And last but not least, chiropractic adjustments. So it's interesting. I've been practicing chiropractic now for 18 years. And I actually did not know until I was reading an article, maybe two to three weeks ago that chiropractic adjustments improve lymphatic flow. And here's the whole premise behind it. You'll notice that a lot of these things that we're just listing in there right now were involved breathing. So like the exercise increases your respiratory rate, right? Like all these things, uh, patient, vibration plates and all that increase respiratory rate. Well, if you have a, a thoracic spine, which is your middle part of your back, that's really tight and really restricted, because you sit at a desk like this all day long, and as those muscles get super, super tight, it actually, uh, restricts your rib cage ability to expand and contract appropriately and breath is crucial for breathing and expelling and moving that lymphatic flow through, uh, the ducts. And so chiropractic adjustments can free up your mid back, free up your rib cage so you can breathe better. And as a result of that, secondarily, it improves lymphatic flow. The adjustments itself don't obviously make the lymph flow better. So it's a secondary benefit to having a better uh, ability to breathe deeper. So that's lymphatic flow. Eating a diet rich in fruits and vegetables and lean proteins. So this goes back to poor diet, right? Now, again, research changes all the time. So a lot of you out there might be listening and have heard the old uh, old uh, thing that more meals, smaller portions over the day, right? I'm going to boost my metabolism. I'm going to get my nutrients and I'm going to break down the meals into smaller portions six times a day. And that's going to boost my metabolism. It's going to help me lose weight. And that's going to be the best way for me to absorb nutrients. Well, at the end of the day, research shows actually that's not so correct. Um, You have like minimal benefits to metabolism. But what I do know for sure is that you shouldn't be shopping on the grocery uh, aisles that are in the middle, right? So we say, when you go to the grocery store, you should walk around the outside of the grocery store because that's where all the fruits and the vegetables and the healthy foods are for you. And you should avoid the middle aisles because that's where the man-made processed uh, pesticides, herbicide uh, you know, type foods are gonna be that are gonna be not as natural and not as healthy for you and create inflammatory responses. So uh, organic obviously is best. There's no doubt about that for sure. Uh, you definitely want to pick a lot of different varieties of fruits and vegetables. Definitely ones that have good fiber. Definitely ones that have anti- antioxidants. Definitely good ones that are good protein sources uh, and lean, obviously. Although fat, and, and here's another thing, like, oh, fat is bad. No, no, fat is not bad. Bad fats are bad. Trans fats are bad, Right. But when you talk about avocados, when you talk about nuts, when you talk about other types of fat like that, those are extremely healthy and crucial things uh, for our diet and for our immune response. So we definitely want to be taking in a good variety of fruits and vegetables that are organic in nature. And the idea behind that is because you want to feed your gut bacteria to make them really robust and really strong. And that's going to boost immunity like unbelievably. So, uh, again, diet. We won't spend a ton of time in that, but it goes to say just eat a good portion of organic, diverse fruits, vegetables, and good lean proteins, all right? Uh, Avoiding, again, the processed foods, the GMO foods, the non-organic foods, because those are things that are not natural to us. Supplements. So this is where we can get into like a huge discussion. So what I wanted to talk about, first of all, is different supplements have different benefits to it. So we have to talk about like in this particular instance, a lot of people are d- debating whether or not, you know, how are we contracting the COVID? Like, is it in the air? Is it is it communicable by touch? So we got the six feet distancing, the social distancing. Um, people are supposed to be locked down. They're wearing masks. We don't want to cough. We don't want to sneeze. We don't want to breathe. So uh, one supplement that is that is amazing uh, that you can use in a diffuser, so you can literally get this supplement or oil into the air, and it literally, in studies, has shown to disinfect the air around you. So you can use this in your home, you can use this in your office. Um, it's it's good during this pandemic. It's it's good no matter what during flu season because it's going to minimize your risk. But it's called thieves oil. Thieves spelled like the word thieves uh, has been around. I don't even know, hundreds and hundreds of years, um, and there's a story behind it, whether it's true or not, that during the plague, these robbers were going around and robbing all the people that had died of the of the plague and stealing all their money, yet they didn't get sick. They didn't die, and they wondered how they do it, So, and they said it's because of a concoction that they actually made and took as a supplement, and as a result of that, it made them immune to the plague. And so uh, there's a lot of different versions of it, but you can go on to a lot of sites and get thieves. Uh, You can get it for a diffuser, and it goes into the air and disinfects some of the viral and bacterial components of the air. They've studied this. You can get it as a bar soap. You can get it as a hand sanitizer. You can take it orally, and it actually coats and protects the mucous membranes between your mouth and your uh, uh, air passages and actually disinfects them and makes them immune to different viral and bacterial uh, antigens that are coming in. So um, that is one thing I definitely have in my office right now um, and I'm using on a regular basis. I, act- I actually even have uh, lozenges that you can suck on actually, which are pretty tasty and uh, they're not too bad after a meal because they make your breath smell good, but it- it's a protectant. And so during cold and flu season or during travel, uh, these are things that you can use in order to uh, protect yourself, especially when you're flying. Echinacea. A lot of people have heard of echinacea. Um, I don't know if you would supplement with it necessarily uh, prophylactically on a regular basis, but again, at the very, very first sign uh, that you're starting to come down with something, like you're starting to feel a little sore throat, a little cough, a little sneeze, anything like that, I would definitely get going with that right there. Uh, But it has been shown in studies to reduce the risk of a cold infection by 50%. So that's a pretty good deal when you can do anything that's natural in nature That reduces your risk of something by 50% or cuts down the time that you have it by 50%. Zinc. This probably is the heavyweight as far as immunity is concerned. Uh, Zinc, um, you know, if you have a cold, uh, there's a lot of different ways you can take zinc. You can take it orally by pill. But actually, the research really shows that zinc lozenges are the best because they slowly absorb and they create an ionic formation in your mu- in your uh, mouth, um, and that actually is superior to taking the pill form. Um, and the form that you should be taking is zinc acetate, uh, that by far outperforms the other form, which is called zinc gluconate. Uh, Uh, The brand that has a really good brand for the lozenges uh, is Life Extension. So I'm sure if you go to lifeextension.com or just Google Life Extension, you can find some of these lozenges, which is uh, the form that I recommend. Elderberry. Elderberry is a berry that grows on trees. Uh, Elderberry is an amazing thing. Uh, However, again, you really don't take elderberry on a regular daily basis to prevent stuff. You only take the elderberry usually when you are getting sick, because what elderberry actually does is it stimulates an immune response. And so on a regular basis, if you're just doing well and you're not sick, you don't want to stimulate an immune response if there's no reason to have an immune response, right? So you only want to stimulate it when you have some type of infection that's coming on. So uh, this is a great supplement. You ingest it at first symptoms of a cold or flu. Uh, It can shorten the duration of a flu uh, in studies by an average of four days, which is nice. Uh, because it's four days that you get back to normal, back to healthy, and back to being uh, productive uh, with uh, your career or whatever you're trying to do. Uh, 600 to 900 milligrams of elderberry extract per day is the way that you do it. Um, and how do you take it? You can take it in juices. You can take it in elixirs, uh, You can eat the elderberries. However, you do want to be careful if you're going to prepare elderberries yourself because it is a poisonous plant. So you definitely want to make sure that you're preparing it properly. So I recommend. I don't like to screw things up and, and die. So what I like to do is obviously be safe. And so I would just buy it. <laughs> That's probably the best advice I can give you. Uh, colostrum. Colostrum is a supplement actually I take every day, first thing in the morning. Let me tell you like two amazing benefits to colostrum. So first of all, what is colostrum? Colostrum actually um, is a component of um, milk that you get from a mammal. So when women are breastfeeding, there's colostrum. Colostrum essentially is great for immunity. It actually is giving you immune, uh, immunoglobulins into your body, which is uh, really good for bolstering immune system. Um, so that's why it's important for breastfeeding to occur as a baby, because it uh, really jump-starts that immune response in the baby to help them develop a really, really good immune response and a really good immune uh, memory. Uh, but that it just goes across all mammals. All mammals have colostrum. And so if you take it on a consistent basis, it helps bolster your immune system. Uh, secondary to that, a nice little side effect for people that like to work out and like to have good gains in the gym and repair muscles, it actually also, um, it does that. It's a, it has um, IGF-1 factor. So bodybuilders actually will inject IGF-1 growth factor into their bodies in order to promote muscle growth. But if you take this supplement, like two to four pills a day, Uh, On a regular basis, not only do you have a superior immune system, but you also will have really good gains in the gym. So some of these things obviously have have uh, dual effects and have multiple things that they cross over to have benefits for. So colostrum is really, really good. It's one of the other important things about colostrum is one of the main issues we suffer from because of a bad diet and antibiotic abuse, as well as all the things that are in our food is leaky gut syndrome. And and so that creates autoimmune disorders. Who are one of the people, uh, demographics right now, that are at high, high risk and the reason we're under quarantine? People that have autoimmune disorders, and, you know, right? So their immune systems are essentially attacking themselves. And how a lot of autoimmunity occurs is leaky gut, where you have breaches in the intestinal wall and the food passes through that, gets into the actual blood, and then your body says, wait a minute, this food is not supposed to be here, Right. So the immune system starts attacking it. So this is how we get food allergies. This is how we get gluten sensitivities. This is, you know, and, and then we get immune responses and then our immunity drops down. So leaky gut is a massive problem and colostrum is a great thing because it actually helps repair leaky gut barriers. And so you can repair them, but you need to know how. Um, so leaky gut is a big deal. Colostrum's helpful. Another thing that's really helpful for leaky gut, bone broth. Now bone broth uh, is just as simple as that. You can boil down a bone, you can get all the minerals and nutrients and amino acids and everything else that come from the bone itself. Um, it's almost kind of in a, in, a, in a raw form when you're not, haven't cooked it, it's like a gelatinous type material. And this also helps repair leaky gut areas within your digester tract. Um, one important thing that you got to know, a lot of them are contaminated uh, with different uh, pesticides and herbicides and also um, metals and stuff. So you definitely wanna be sure when you're getting a bone broth that it's organic and then it's produced from a really good source. Uh, So the one that we take um, at our house is from Kellyanne's Paleo Bone Broth, and it's a really good source, it's really good content, and uh, I wouldn't recommend doing anything else but going to that site, because I don't know any other ones that are really, really reputable. Uh, generally speaking from a prophylactic standpoint, like it's good to have at least one cup of eight to 10 ounces of bone broth per day. I think that that would be a good thing long-term, but during flu cold season and times like this, um, I ramp it up, you know, I go maybe two to three cups a day, uh, really, really to make sure that your gut and everything is functioning optimally. So you have good immune response, diet, rich in fermented foods. Fermented foods, uh, your pickles, your sauerkrauts, uh, even supplements these days are getting broken down and fermented. So um, fermented foods, uh, kombucha, yogurt, uh, kimchi, uh, all good fermented foods, uh, they feed your microbiome, which is the healthy gut bacteria. Again, we spoke about earlier how that's vital uh, for your immune support in your body. So all those good things to take and need to make sure. One thing that I would say is make sure that you're not histamine sensitive. And what do I mean by that? Histamine is is a response that happens uh, from an immune. It's an inflammatory response. So, for example, allergies are a histamine response. So you come in contact with an allergen. The histamine gets released. Your nose gets stuffy. It swells up, protects you from getting more allergens into your respiratory tract, So it's a defense mechanism. So unfortunately, some people, genetically speaking, are histamine sensitive. You would have to actually do a DNA uh, assessment in order to know that or not, uh, which we won't get into today. But so again, this kind of goes back. I'm going to give you all these things today, but some people where they are very responsive and it's a healthy thing for them to do, you also have to be careful because in some instances, um, they're not healthy for others to do. So this is not a one size fits all regimen. any sense of the imagination. But fermented foods for most people, very, very good in improving immune system by improving the microbiome that's in your your digestive tract. Vitamin C. How many times have you, I mean, I think because I was one of the people like thought like vitamin C is the king, right? Uh, So long as you have like, really good vitamin C, lots of fruits, lots of veggies, take vitamin C orally every single day, drink your orange juice in the morning. You know, that's the most important thing and robust thing you can do for your immune system. Um, Well, turns out it can be true, but it's not exactly 100% true. So so vitamin C in a lot of studies uh, shows a little bit of an immune booster, but really not that much of an immune booster. Uh, Ironically, 80% of the vitamin C comes from China. Uh, So a lot of the times when you're buying that, uh, the sourcing, uh, where it comes from, how it's made, everything else is maybe a little bit suspect. Uh, So I definitely recommend if you're gonna be vitamin C, number one, make sure that you get a vitamin C that's organic, that's whole food sourced, meaning coming from the food itself and not manufactured synthetically in a laboratory. Uh, make sure that the facility that's made it is a GMP facility, good manufacturing, uh, process facility. And as far as the consumption of it, two to 500 milligrams is the most that you can actually absorb and get into your cells and saturate your blood with at, at one time, uh, which is not a lot. So if you're going to try to be taking like a thousand milligrams a day, which is a lot of times what people recommend, certainly when you're sick you're going to have to definitely divide it into two doses uh, because you can't absorb 1,000 at a time. Uh, The only way that you can absorb 1,000 at a time is you get an IV infusion. Uh, You can absorb a tremendous amount via IV infusion. Um, I was listening to a podcast the other day, and one of the guys who I was listening to said on a quarterly basis, he does 100,000 milligram IV infusion, 100,000 milligrams uh, at a time. Uh, once a quarter. So you can do it, uh, but if you try to do 100,000 milligrams of vitamin C, A, it wouldn't absorb, and B, you'd have like such bad di- like digestive distress. It like you would like be on the toilet all day long and cramping and stuff. So, but via IV, definitely a good idea. Oregano oil. So, oregano oil. Not the type of oregano that you like put in your food, but the oil that's distracted from it, it boosts the immune system, protects against viruses, bacteria, fungi, uh, which are mushroom growths, um, and yeasts, and yeast infections and uh, yeast overgrowth in the digestive tract is a huge problem for sure because of antibiotic abuse. Uh, But oregano oil is really good. You should look for oregano oil that has 80%, uh, pronounce this correctly, carvacrol, Carvacrol is the active ingredient within the oil that actually has an immune boosting response. Um, so if you go to the store and you're buying like oregano oil off the shelf and you look on the back and it's not 80% of the active ingredient of carvacrol, wasting your time. Um, however, you can find supplements that are 100% carvacrol. The one thing that you have to be careful with that is a very uh, caustic uh, substance. So if you put drops in your mouth of 100% carbacol, it'll burn you. So you definitely want to dilute that uh, with something that's appropriate um, to make sure that you're safe and you're not you know, burning your tongue or burning your mouth or getting any uh, blisters uh, as a result of that. So, but oregano oil, uh, over 1,000 studies on the compound, an amazing immune booster. Mushrooms. A lot of people uh, take for granted the mushroom's ability to boost immunity. Uh, Shiitake mushrooms, mataki mushrooms, cordyceps, turkey tail, tremella, and chaga are all excellent immune-boosting mushrooms. Um, And the nice thing about mushrooms is they are uh, what's called an adaptogen. So an adaptogen is a substance that you take, and it will... Elevate the response of an, of your immune system, for example, when necessary, and it'll decrease the response of the immune system. So, basically, it just makes your body balanced. So, when you need to up it up, you get it up. It it, it does that, and when you need to calm it down, it does that. So, um, four sigmatics uh, is the has a mushroom blend, uh, ten different mushrooms, I believe, and uh, you can take a scoop of that and a teaspoon, put it in your morning coffee every morning. Amazing immune booster, great adaptogen, and balances immune response in your body. Bees. A lot of people, uh, I, myself, was allergic to bees and deathly afraid of bees. But what I did not know about bees is bees are really, really uh, good as some of the compounds that are associated with them for immunity. Uh, some of those would include honey themselves. Uh having a little bit of raw honey, uh, it has to be raw organic honey. Uh, again, that's very, very important whenever we're talking about food or things you're taking. Uh, so raw organic honey is great. You can put it in your coffee, you can put it on your dessert, you can make it with smoothies, use that stuff to sweeten things up. but honey has really, really good immune boosting properties and amino acids and compounds in it. Uh, bee pollen is another thing uh, that has really good immune boosting properties. Propolis, Uh, propolis is actually what a bee uses in order to make the, um, hive. It it uses it to basically like stick the walls together and fortify it, but it also is aseptic. It It prevents bacterial growth and other types of organisms from growing in the hive. So it basically keeps the hive, um, clean or antiseptic basically, which is pretty cool. And then you also have royal jelly. Royal jelly is produced by the worker bees and it is the primary source of food for the queen bee. And if you take a look at the queen bee versus the worker bees, the queen bee outlives the worker bees, like tremendously outlives the worker bees. So from an immune response and longevity response, royal jelly is a supplement that we can actually take that is beneficial for human beings as well. some of the different places, uh, other properties of it, uh, as far as these, antifungal, antiviral, anti-ulcer, anti-cancer, anti-inflammatory. So you're all probably gonna run out and buy bee products right now because it has so many different crossovers as well. Beekeepers Naturals, uh, Gosha Organics, and Vespa all have really, really good high quality bee products that I personally would look into. And last but not least on the supplement level, vitamin D. Uh, this gets back to sun exposure, a lack of sun exposure. Vitamin D, we produce, our body produces that when it's exposed to light, uh, being photosensitive as we are. Uh, very, very important component to immune, proper immune response. And so a lot of people are vitamin D deficient. How would you know that? You would get a vitamin D test. So uh, thorn, T-H-O-R-N-E, uh, is you can go to that website. They have a vitamin D test. You can get a vitamin D test at your primary care physician. Um, so there's a lot of different avenues, but, uh, f- to know if you're deficient or not, you first should get tested, right? Uh, secondary, another thing that I just learned the other day, some people can't produce vitamin D It's a genetic actually flaw. So you can go out in the sun all day long, think you're producing vitamin D and your body actually can't even produce vitamin D. So again, a DNA test is the only way really to know about that. But on the regular basis, uh, just vitamin D supplementation is a very safe thing to do. Some people would say that uh, excess vitamin D can be toxic in nature, but the only time they ever found that in a study was a person by mistake, the laboratory uh, compounding pharmacy actually, uh, just produced it wrong. And they were giving him a million IUs a day of vitamin D. And he started getting neuropathies, uh, numbness, tingling, and other things in his arms and legs. Uh, So when we're talking about vitamin D supplementation at 10,000 IUs a day, I mean, versus a million. That's quite a big difference, obviously. Uh, But on a regular basis, 10,000 IUs a day with vitamin K is appropriate. Um, If you're getting sick, you could ramp that up between 20,000 IUs to 50,000 IUs a day. And again, people say, wow, that's a lot. Ain't close to a million. All right. And that's the only time there was ever documentation of having a toxic effect was a million I use. So, but blood work um, and other tests, obviously are the best way to analyze that for yourself. All right, through all the supplements, hope you got that all down. Now, on to toxic environment. You know, a lot of times we take for uh, granted that, you know, our homes are very safe, uh, but, you know, well, at least for most people, I spend probably the, mi- not the minority of my time at home. Uh, the majority of the time I'm spending uh, now doing podcasts, uh, getting out in the community. The majority of the time, as you could tell, when we started the show uh, from 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. at the office. So your environment is a big, big deal as it comes to toxins. And I, don't, I think a lot of people take for granted that, you know, in your home you can have mold. It's a big, big deal. You should definitely get that tested, especially if you've been in a home for a long, long time. Um, the cleaners that we use, the laundry soaps, the water quality that we shower in. I mean, you think about that. I mean, you got a lot of chlorine in your water and a lot of other like toxins in your water that are used to um, make the water clean, which is important. But at the same time, we know chlorine is not healthy. And we take a nice hot shower, and the steam rises up with all that chlorine, and we breathe that in. And it gets directly into our bloodstream. You know, these these are issues. So, you know, you need to look at your the household cleaners you're using, the soaps that you're washing your clothes in that are absorbing you through your skin, the water content in your house, uh, the mold content potentially, the quality of the air in your house. Uh, we talk about Wi-Fi, electromagnetic frequencies, and how research is now going into that. So. You know, you might be being bombarded with different frequencies. you got power lines over your head. you got, I mean, there's all these things that make your environment toxic. Uh, So taking a good hold of that and making sure that your home is like a a good, safe sanctuary for you to thrive in and be healthy in, I think is very, very important. Um, And so that's one component of it. Germs. Like a lot of people think that, that germs are bad. I think, I mean, for sure, like right now with what's going on with this uh, this pandemic, people have got masks on, they got gloves on. They, I mean, you you can't find hand sanitizer on Amazon or, or anywhere, and, and everybody's pumping and disinfecting and anti and this and Purell and holy cow. But I would tell you actually that there's there's a really really big study going on and a lot of studies going on that show that. You want to expose yourself to germs. This is, here's the, here's the best example I can give you. I told somebody this the other day. Imagine that there's two people, right? Person number one gets regular cardio on a regular basis, right? Um, improves their cardiovascular function, improves their VO2 max, their muscles are in shape, they're at an ideal weight, Right? And so they're they're healthy and in shape and resilient, right? Person number two is sedentary all the time. Uh, they've heard that um, running is harmful for your knees long term. That you know you should have better balance in your life. You should relax. You should take it easy. You should get more sleep. You should you know, and all those things. And they don't run and they don't like prepare themselves. They're not as resilient. Then both of those two people get into a situation where I don't know. For some odd reason, they both have to go run a mile. Who do you think is going to respond better when they're forced to go have to run that mile, right? Person number one is going to run the mile. They're going to run it efficiently. It's not going to be a big deal to them. They're going to get through that mile, get to the end finish line, and accomplish what they had to, to accomplish. Person number two is going to run. They're going to cramp. They're going to they're gonna be breathing heavy. Their lungs are going to be breathing. They're going to puking on the side of the road, you know, and, and for them to get to the goal and get to what they got to get done is going to be a big, big challenge. It is no different with your immune response. If you are constantly in an environment where you're not exposed to any viruses, any germs, any anything, and you don't test your immunity, at least every once in a while, you're not going to have a good, robust immune system that's going to react when it's been called upon. Um, so this is why, I mean, it is important that kids uh, not be born cesarean. Their very first uh, dose of germs and bacteria and everything else are through the vaginal canal. So that is very important. This is the reason why it's important that kids go outside and they play. They They eat dirt. You know they stick things in their mouths, right? They this is all building this robust immune system that's going to have to respond to something down the road. Um, Same thing with adults. You know, some of the tips and things. You know, don't wash your clothes every single day, right? Don't use a bar of soap every single day. I'm not. I mean, I'm not one to say that like you should stink and you should be disgusting and like have bad breath and not brush your teeth and. But you sh- you should be cognizant of, you know, being exposed to germs and having a robust immune system um, because it could come in handy down the road when you need it. So I would say don't be overly clean. Um, but I mean, clean your surfaces, you know, obviously in your home. I mean, don't have like bacteria running rampant in your counters, right? But they're not as harmful as you think. We've evolved and lived over thousands and thousands of years in and around, viruses and bacterias, and we've evolved to them and we've adapted to them and they're part of us. I mean, they have a we have a virome in our body, which is trillions of viruses that live in our body that have a synergistic effect with us. We have a microbiome within our digestive tract that is crucial for immune response um, and longevity. We have bacteria all over our skin, trillions of bacteria that communicate and that our, our immune systems uh, monitor and s- see what's going on. So we live uh, we live in a balance with viruses and bacteria. So if we're, we're not doing things appropriately, you know, we can get out of balance with that. And that's bad for immunity. Uh, detox your body. Again, I don't care how clean you live, how organic you eat, how much other things you do, you know, we're exposed to toxins. It's just part of the world that we live in today. And so supplements are good. Infrared saunas are good. Consumption of water is good. Uh, coconut charcoal. Uh, charcoal, coconut charcoal is great. You should take that. Um, it binds to viruses, bacteria, uh, metals, um, pesticides, herbicides, all toxins in your body that are just byproducts of metabolism and helps your body flush it right out. One thing I would always say about that as well, don't take car- coconut charcoal with supplements because you won't, it'll bind with the supplement, and you won't absorb the supplement. So it really does need to be taken independently of things that you're trying to absorb. Uh, so coconut charcoal is good. Um, exercise is good. Again, flushing out your lymphatic system is good. So getting a regular massage, getting an adjustment—all really good detoxification processes. Uh, limit your use of antibiotics. Again. They're overprescribed, they're super, super harmful, they damage our DNA, they wreck our immunity, they get our body out of balance because not only do they attack the bad ones that we're trying to get rid of, but again, the trillions of bacteria that are in our body right now that are actually beneficial to us, they're killing all of those as well. Um, but if you do have to take an antibiotic schedule, you got to make sure that you take a really good hefty dose of probiotics to reestablish that gut bacteria and prebiotics, which are food for those probiotics. So you want to take those in the right balances to get that robust microbiome going again as soon as you possibly can. Eliminate stress in your life to the best of your ability. There is no doubt that stress is a negative thing if we let it be. Um, I used to do a, a talk on, uh, called Stress Proof Your Life. But one of the main things that I always started that presentation out with is I said, you know, stress in and of itself is not a negative thing. A lot of people think like when they say, oh, you know, how would you describe or what would you define as stress? And people say like, oh my God, I'm I'm just so emotionally stressed because everybody associates stress with emotional stress. And it is one form, but you have physical stress, you have emotional stress, and you have chemical stress. So the chemical stressors are some of the toxins like we were just talking about. The physical stress obviously is what we physically do every day. So you know, we talk about exercise, but at the same time, you can overtrain, you can deplete yourself, right? And you can make yourself unhealthy because you're not getting enough rest and you're overtraining, right? So so physically what you're doing every day and then, and then emotional. Yeah. So what I always like to say is that if your body's resilient enough, there is nothing stress-wise that your body can't handle. So again, between diet, between sleep, between exercise, between chiropractic, all these good things that we put into our bodies that make us stronger, we able to handle the negative stressors. But at the same time, if a, there's a negative stressor in your life that isn't a necessary stressor in your life, you should try to get rid of it to the best of your ability. So the relationship conflicts, um, the negative people in your life. Um, if, if I hated my job every single... D- Do you think if I woke up every morning... And I went at 8 a.m. and I got home at 8 p.m. And I hated every single second of the day because the job sucked so bad that that would be a healthy situation for me to be in. No, it would not. I reduce reduce cortisol levels would go up. Immune system would drop. I would gain weight. I'd get more core morbidities. My blood pressure would go up. I would sleep less at night. My hormones would be off. And then I'd be in the same boat as everybody else that's high risk for COVID-19 right now. So stress is a big deal, Um, but again, it's evaluating all the components of your life and kind of seeing where you're out of balance with your stress. And so that's another biggie, Uh, sun exposure, at least 20 minutes a day, and knowing whether or not you're benefiting from that sun exposure or not, obviously we spoke about is key, seven to nine hours of sleep at night, being able to track that with a ring or a watch or some type of device. Um, and figuring out where your, where your weaknesses are in that sleep. Um, and then last is making sure you take care of your central nervous system. So chiropractors talk about this all the time, and, and I always want to touch on it. You know, I am a chiropractor. Uh, I will say straight up, I don't think that chiropractic fixes everything and is the answer to everything. But I do think that it is an important cornerstone to health, um it's something that i've used since 9 years old till now uh it is one of the reasons that i definitely think that i've never been in a hospital i've i i don't take medications um i get i get sick i'm human um but i promise you every single time i get sick i can tell you why i got sick uh it was because i wasn't getting enough sleep it was because my diet wasn't so hot it was because a stressful experience happened in my life and I got out of balance. Um, but if all things are kicking on all cylinders and I'm getting adjusted on a regular basis and everything is good, I don't get sick. It's just as simple as that. And that's, people say, well, you know, it's, is that realistic to be healthy and to be vibrant and to have energy and not get sick? And yeah, it's what you're designed to do, you know? The human body's designed to be healthy and well and and, and all those things, so... So the adjustments are, are crucial uh, for me, and I think that everybody should be getting adjusted on a regular balance, a uh, regular basis. It improve. What we do know for sure is that it uh, 100% research shows getting regular chiropractic adjustments improves brain-body awareness. So how is important is is just a very simple way to look at it. How important is it that your brain understands what's going on in your body and outside your body in your environment? The only way you can adapt is by the brain getting the proper input so that it can respond appropriately and adapt appropriately, right? And so that's, that's the whole key. And how we know this works is by movement, right? So the spine's ability to move dictates the brain's ability to perceive what's going on internally and externally in our environments and then respond appropriately. That's it. It's not bone out of alignment, pinching a nerve, there's chiropractors and people talking like that. That's old news. That, that's what we used to talk about. That's what I was taught in school, but we know research shows that's just not how it works. So movement is the key. So chiropractic is important for restoring proper movement into the spine. Um, and then energy balance, right? So we are energy. Our bodies are just pure forms of energy made of tissue, right? So other things we can do to improve energy balance in our body uh gang, which is um movements uh that are um i believe it came from china uh, chinese in nature yoga acupuncture massage meditation uh crucial part of my life every single day visualization so visualizing really cool study um I won't get into the study itself, but what the study essentially showed is that when somebody visualizes something, your brain actually can't perceive the difference between what you're visualizing and the reality of you actually doing it, which is super, super cool. So for example, if I'm a stress point, if you're super stressed and you visualize going to the beach in Key West, and it has to be vivid, like you have to like feel the sand, smell the air, feel the wind on your face, hear the seagulls, hear the the waves crashing, and you visualize that intently in a nice quiet room for like five minutes, your brain cannot perceive the difference between what you visualized and actually if you were just there five minutes ago. Yes, It lowers your heart rate, it lowers your stress, it lowers your cortisol, you have a physiological change visualizing it versus actually doing it. So visualization is good. Uh, NuCalm uh, that's a device we use it's the only patented technology that can actually make your brain go into a a brainwave state that uh, gives you a sense of relaxation and calmness so I use that on a regular basis uh, in order to calm my nervous system down Uh, prayer is a good thing of course and gratitude journaling so every day I wake up I journal talk about three things uh, that I'm thankful for. I, ta- I talk about uh, one thing uh, the day prior that was like the best part of my day. Um, and I think that when we do that, we're happier. And there's another presentation I do, it's called happiness and it's really cool. And, and if you go online and you actually Google or go on YouTube and like put in happiness, there's like TEDx talks on happiness and research on happiness. And so ultimately, what does it say? That happiness is a choice, like 100%. Happiness is a choice. It doesn't like circumstances in your life and successes in your life and all that stuff um, are good, but they don't they don't actually contribute to happiness. Like you decide whether you're happy or not. Your circumstances don't dictate whether you should be happy or not. So happiness um, and having a fulfilling life and a purpose. I think purpose is one of the most important things. Like, what were you put on this earth to do? And so I was put on this earth to, to help people. You know, that's, that's what I think. Um, and my, my evolution is, is still continuing right now. But I think the new path now is the evolved wellness experience and helping people figure out where they are in life and how they can evolve to today's rapidly changing society and put their bodies and their families and everything in a better position in order to be able to cope um, and live the life of their dreams. So that's my purpose. That's what drives me every single day. So I encourage everybody to find purpose, uh, and that is key. So that basically covers a lot of stuff. And so here's what I would advise you to do before we kind of get on you know, my thoughts of the future and what's at stake right now. Um do not try to do all these things. So like at the end of the day, like what can you do today? Listen to this podcast a couple times, take some notes, go on to YouTube. We're gonna be putting that there. Um, watch this. Um, pick out a couple different weaknesses that you think you have. Are you sleeping seven to nine hours? you sleep in three hours a night? All right? No, I'm not doing that. Um. Are you taking any of the supplements we spoke about? No, I, I, I eat terrible and I don't take supplements. You know, maybe that's something that you can work on first, right? Um, I am super stressed out and I hate my job and everything else. Better take a, a thorough look at that. Maybe you got laid off because of the epidemic going on right now. Maybe it's time to take a take a look at yourself and think like, wow, I hated that job. Maybe I should look for a different type of job when we come out of this that I'm going to be more fulfilled and have purpose with and it's going to resonate better with me. Um my house, yeah, it's n- not so good. We use cleaners like we don't have a water filtration system. We don't, you know, this th- this this house is 40 years old. We have might be moldy. There's stuff black crap coming out of my vents right now. Maybe that's not a good environment for me and my kids to be in, you know. So just kind of figure out where your weaknesses, pick maybe one or two, start small, and as you get those in place, and you're feeling good with that, then maybe add on another one, another one, another one until you're kind of getting the full, um, the full Monty of everything that we talked about here today. So thoughts on the future. Um, You know, we need to take a serious look at ourselves. Um, The majority of the population right now, like why are we in the situation right now is because, because there's a huge percentage of the population that's not healthy, that's high risk and everything else. And as a result of that going on right now, we're all on lockdown. Our lives are all at a halt, right? Now, whether you think that's right, you don't think that's right, you know, should we protect the whole? Should we just protect the minority that's at risk? You know, I'm not going to get in the political debate, but only thing that we have control over right now is ourselves. That's it. Like each one of us can only do what we want to do. But I think we need to take a serious look at what's happening right now. And if we don't want this to continue to perpetuate itself over and over and over and go on quarantines over and over and over and have mandatory vaccination schedules, which is what the agenda of the World Health Organization, and you can look right on their 2030 agenda, it's worldwide vaccinations mandatory. Like, so if you, what does that mean? Oh, I want to get my license renewed. Show me your vaccines are up to date. We'll renew your driver's license. Oh, I want to I go on a cruise. I want to get on a plane and I want to travel. Show me your vaccines are up to date. Um, oh, I want to go, go to work and work for X company. Show me your vaccines are up to date, right? So if we don't want to be going down that path, we better be taking things into our own hands right now and making sure we're going down a different path. Um, what about a world when you can't hug somebody? You can't shake their hands. We're doing the Daps. We're doing the elbows. We're doing the feet. You know, everybody's like, "Hi." I'm walking in. I normally walk in to greet somebody that's in my office first. And I'm like, "Hey, I'm, I'm Dr. Bill Jentz. it's Nice to meet you." Shake their hands with two hands. Man, the last few weeks, it's been elbows. It's been awkward. It's been it's just weird, you know. And I'm not like a huggy touchy type of guy and stuff like that. But just a, just a general handshake is kind of something we take for granted, and, and that might be at risk right now. Um, so. The steps. Short and sweet, right? If you don't know what's going on and you don't know where to start and you don't know the advice to follow, find a healthcare practitioner. Um, look them up online. Um, chiropractors, functional medicine doctors, naturopathic doctors. Um, try to find somebody that's into this type of stuff that can give you good, solid advice on that. That's a good starting spot. Um, get lab work done again. Know your genetics. Know your blood work. Know things that are going on so that you can measure it, and then put the right types of things at play, and then re-measure it down the road to see if what you did made a difference or not. Um, eat a healthy diet as described: organic fruits, organic vegetables, a great variety of them, lean proteins, smaller portions. Um, intermittent fasting is great. You know, pick a window: twelve to eight is what I eat. Uh, I skip breakfast in the morning, but clean food, bolster that immune system, Uh, colostrum, oregano oil, great whole food multivitamin, uh, four sigmatic mushroom blend in your coffee in the morning, a lot of water um, consumption throughout the day. All good tips as far as supplementation is concerned. When you are sick, using echinacea, using elderberry, zinc lozenges, colloidal silvers, which we did mention before. Thieves oil, both in the air, in the lozenges, in the soaps that we use. Those are all really good things. And I would use thieves oil to clean my counter. I'd use it as a bar soap um, at the sink, uh, pump, whatever. Those are the best types of disinfectant to use versus the alcohols and all the stuff filled with chemicals. Um, Bone broth, we spoke about, you know, at least one, maybe two cups a day, prophylactically over time, um, improving leaky gut. Improving immune response, Um, but if it's cold and flu season, you can amp that up from there. Uh, Engage in 20 to 30 minutes of exercise, low activity. You don't got to be sprinting down the block and killing yourselves, but 65% of your VO2 max, to make that easily understandable, that would be like walking at a pace or jogging at a pace where you could have a casual conversation with somebody. You're not breathing super heavy. It's a really low intensity exercise, but that is great. Uh, for immune response and obviously for stress reduction. Sauna, maybe three to four times a week for 20 minutes or so. Quarterly IV infusions of vitamin C, as much as you really want to do to bolster immune response. Regular massages, uh, at least like a full hour, once a month minimum, but more than that, obviously, um, as needed. Chiropractic adjustments, I recommend once a week. Uh, At Premier Wellness Centers, actually, we have Uh, wellness programs where people can come in and get adjusted for at once a week for a real minimal charge. And you can see more information at our website on the different programs that we offer there and neural and energy balancing techniques, your acupuncture, your new calm therapy, uh, meditation. I use what's called a Muse device uh, and do that for about 10 to 15 minutes each morning. Uh, Visualization I use while I meditate. Uh, Gratitude journaling uh, with an app that I use is called the Day One app. Um, You can download that for free and you can uh, put those three things you're grateful for and what the best part of yesterday was. And daily affirmations to get that resonate that energy, that positive speaking in first uh, tense. And in addition to that, um, whatever you want to accomplish and whatever you want your life to be, you're doing a daily affirmation as if you already have it, right? So whatever that is, you know, it's got to be consistent for you. So again, the bottom line, all these tips are great, but they're only great if you do them, right? So again, pick a couple, start to work on them, perfect those, and then work up from there, do them consistently over time, and uh, you'll put your body in a better position in order to not only be safer and be healthier, but as a society, if we can do this together, we can get to a place where we don't have to worry about these diseases and these these pandemics popping up as much. And um, that peace of mind is, 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 is crucial. So I thank you for tuning in today. Um, again, we'll be posting this on uh, YouTube. If you've seen it on YouTube right now, uh, this is episode one of the Evolve Wellness Experience podcast. We look forward to bringing you the most recent and up-to-date information in the months and weeks to come. Um... So thank you so much for joining us today, and I look forward to seeing you on the next time. Bye-bye.